Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Bird Gang Podcast and NC. What up, y'all? How y'all doing, man? We know we left y'all for a minute, but we back. And when I say we, y'all know who's in the building, man. You got your host, Les Jennings, myself. I got them two apes, them two gorillas with me, man. Y'all know what it is. You know if you hear me, you, we, I got them two dogs with me, man. Got my man, Alex Turner, A-Money. What up, bro? Yo, what's good, big homie Les? What's up, baby? Chilling, brother, chilling, brother. And, and, and Eagle Nation, man, listen. I want y'all to wish my little brother a happy 30th birthday, man. Y'all know what it is. It's up for my little bro, man. Happy birthday to you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Hey, yo, it's, you know, I might be the dirty 30, but you know what? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like these are my wonder years. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready to start the new chapter in my life. Hopefully the Eagles are too. Uh We definitely going to get into that, man. But again, happy birthday to you. And I know y'all heard that in the background. Y'all know who it is coming out in them shadows, my man, SP, Steve Boyd. Get at him. You know the vibes. What's good, people? We back. We back. We about to let y'all know what's going on in these Eagle streets. Absolutely. Absolutely, fellas. And listen, fans, we know we took a little two weeks sabbatical, man. But listen, hey, we had to take a break from all this Eagles nonsense going on. I mean, we have been disgusted. Um, the last two weeks, the Cleveland Browns game, the week before that, the New York Giants game. We we just didn't have nothing to say to y'all. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. Okay? We didn't want to talk. We didn't even want to talk to each other. We we just didn't want to. Okay? We didn't want to talk Eagles. So, but, you know, as y'all know, we all bleed green. So, of course, we back in the building and we missed y'all, man. So, that said, we got a jam-packed show for you guys this evening. The Seattle Seahawks pregame show. Man, y'all definitely going to want to stay tuned for this, man. Some of the topics we're going to discuss, we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts and the reports that he took increased first-team reps. We got to figure out what that means, man. Is it do or die time for Carson Wentz? I mean, we did pick him with the second-round pick, so that's on the board. We got to talk about Doug, Doug Peterson and his press conference over the last few weeks, man. You know, he's answering them nonchalantly. He's getting smart with the media. What does that mean? We got to figure out if he's feeling the pressure or not. All right. We're going to talk about Jeffrey Lurie. I'm sure everyone saw the report that Mr. Lurie is not satisfied with 
what's going on on the field. He's like any other Eagles fan. He just owns the team. But he's just like us. He ain't happy. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to get on to the game tonight. We're going to talk about the keys to victory. And then we're going to give you our prediction. So y'all stay tuned. Let's get into it. Without further ado, we're going to get into that first topic. I got my man SB leading us off. SB, let me ask you, man. Jalen Hurts is getting more time. or He got more reps with the first team. What the heck does that mean? What is going on with our birds, man? Okay, first and foremost, before we even get into that, I don't know if many of the audience have seen it, but I know I posted in the in our group chat that there was conflicting reports. Right. Because the media Sunday morning was all jumping out with it. Okay, Hertz is getting all these extra reps, blah, 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 this or that. And that story has even been bled, has even bled into today, which I've seen all over ESPN today. But then there was also a counter story that came out that was like, that Doug was like, no, nah, ain't nothing changing. It was, um, I forget who the reporter was, but it was basically it was saying that um, that's not the case. So I don't know what to believe. Then we, then also at the same time, you hear, you hear like, yeah, he has extra reps, but it doesn't mean anything because it's going to be in the same flow that it had been previously. So who knows what we're going to see tonight? I don't know if we're going more Jalen Hurts might mean. Maybe one or two more plays. It might mean a whole series. We don't know yet. Whether it's a good or bad thing for Carson, it can't be good because when you're if you're trying to play out of a funk, you it seems like you would want all of your reps. So I don't understand why they're they're so hell bent on Great point. pushing pushing hurts out there like that. And unless that you're gonna actually really let him play. Because if you're just going to just throw him in there, play here, play there like they have been doing, but just a little more sprinkle, two sprinkles instead of one sprinkle, it's like, what's the point? That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help Jalen. It doesn't help Carson. It doesn't help the offense get into any kind of rhythm. I, so I really don't know what the thought process is there. But um, as far as being good for Carson, um, what he needs – and we've it's like we've been saying all, all all season really just he's got to he has to get in his mind like okay I just, I'm just gonna take what the defense gives me I'm gonna do this that X Y Z and kind of go against his natural instincts but at the same time he has to be scheme the scheme for him has to be a lot better than it has been we've been seeing. Doug Peterson say, I got to get him out the pocket more. I got to roll him out. I know I got to do this. And then turn around the next game and he'll have one design play out of the pocket. So that's not going to get easy. We need to have him do about at least nine or ten plays where he's rolling up, depending on uh, the game flow and how many um, possessions we have. All of that matters. But we need to make a conscious effort to get him outside of the pocket, especially with Seattle's pass rush getting better now with Carlos Dunlap there. And two, at the same time, Give the ball to Miles Sanders. Take some pressure off of the passing game. Help him out. Even if you do pass it to Miles Sanders, get him in space. Get him, That can help get Carson going as well. But take pressure off him. Don't just try to put it all on his back and say, we paid you $100 million. Carry us. It, don't, it doesn't work like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agree with um, a lot of your points, SB. Um, birthday boy, jump in there, dog. Uh, man, SB, yeah, you, you – you, uh, make some valid points, man. I have to agree. Um, 
Now, as far as what we're going to see from uh, Jalen, you know, I saw the reports and, you know, something to kind of the kind of uh, not overshadow, but kind of add on to what you were saying is that earlier in the week, Doug made a point to even say that Carson is his quarterback starting going forward, which to me is like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? And then just have Jalen play, even if it's for a whole series, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And to what you were saying, you know, if you want to get Carson out of this this slump he's having, you don't take him out. Now, we've talked about this in the chat a little bit, and, and we've disagreed a little bit, but I honestly think that if you agree that the season's over, that there's no point in playing anymore because we're just not good this year and it's just not, you know, it's not our time, then, yeah, put Jalen in. That, that's just what I feel like. I feel like once you concede, to the season, put Jalen in. But, you know, if you know, you know you're know, you still raring to go and Carson can get the job done, you don't pull him out. So um, as far as what I, I think we'll see tonight, I think he just – I think it just means a couple more different plays. You know, we're going to see some more of those Jalen and empty set and, you know, he might hike the ball to himself and just start running with it. Who knows the stupid stuff they're going to come up with. But I think we'll see more of that. I don't think Carson's coming out. For an extended period of time, I just don't see that happening. Um, you know what I mean? And I, I think if you take Carson out, if you do decide to give Jalen more snaps, you're looking at a situation like Tua, man. You know, they look at look at the uh, look at the line. Uh, excuse me, not the Lions. The Dolphins did with Tua, man. They took him out the end of a game, then they started Fitz the next game. And you got to sit there and say to yourself, "What's that doing to Tua? What's that doing to his mentality?" Carson Wentz right now, who knows who's going through that man's head, okay? He's not playing well, obviously. Team's not putting him in a good position. I don't think it's wise to do it unless you've talked to Carson and said, you know what, we're, we're like I said, we're giving up on this year. We're going to let Jalen play, you know? So I don't know. We'll see what exactly what happens. But if they're trying to win the Seahawks game, you keep Wentz in. Hey, before you jump in there, Les, um, just to go back to that point you made, Alex, about – um. If the season is over and we're just completely out of that thing, then okay, fine. Let's turn it over to um, Jalen Hurts. I don't necessarily see that as the best way to go because we are tied to Carson Wentz for the next two years because of the cap situation, because of his contract. You are not – even if we want to get rid of him, we, we couldn't do it because of the money that we own. So my – No, no, I, I don't mean get rid of Wentz. I mean like – all right, you know, the coaching, all right, I, I look at it like, what can we get from Jalen Hurts? Yeah, but that's my point. Like, that's I, my point. We are tied to him, so it's in our best interest, even if the season is over, to still try to help him get himself better even for next year. So, like, say we play ourselves out of it and we can't get going, but somehow he finds that rhythm and gets going. That won't happen if you just say, okay, we're done now. Let's get Let's get um Hurts in there. So my I think if we're tied to him, we gotta get we gotta always put him first. That's my point. Yeah. Uh great points. Both of you guys actually made great points. And um I can actually see both sides of the fence, um, both sides of the argument. Um for USB, I definitely get it because <clears throat> normally if you're not gonna make the playoffs, right? You wanna play the last few games at a at a competitive level, so that way you can leave off on a good note and have something to look forward into to the next season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I de- I'm definitely with you there. And I also see Alex's point about, hey, look, man, the season's over. We spent the high-round pick on Jalen Hurts. I might as well go ahead and see what's going on with him. I get that as well. 
Um, me personally, man, I it, it don't even matter at this point, man. I'm, I'm exhausted. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna be quite honest with you because it it just it doesn't matter. My my contention has always been from the top down. Okay, and when I say top, yeah, you know how we. He's another. He that's a, that's a that's a can for another day. I'm talking about from Doug down because it starts with the coaches. Okay, and my contention has always been the coaches. Just, I mean, we're below average, man. Like I, I personally can't believe how Doug has been exposed. All right, um, but again, we've touched on that multiple times in past podcasts. Um, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, listen, man. I would like to see Jalen Hurts get more time. And the only reason I say that is because not that I don't believe in Carson. I know Carson Wentz is the truth. I just know that the to- the situation in Philadelphia is so toxic for him, he has to go at this point. He has to go at this point. So um, I, we might as well see what we got. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you this. I, I, know, I, I know for a fact, I'm willing to bet anything that if San Francisco or Indianapolis offers us a pick, offers us a pick, and they take Carson Wentz, he will perform at MVP level. Period. So, if you're an Eagles, if you if you're in the office of the Philadelphia Eagles, if you're if you're a decision maker, you got to be able to match that. Okay, it's the same way when Foles left. All right, everyone wanted to compare. Oh man, Foles left and. So we got to compare Wentz to Foles and blah, 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 blah. And if he does well here, that means we may. Okay, okay, cool. So use that same energy. So when Carson goes somewhere and he tears it up, I got a feeling he's going to Indianapolis. And, and God help us. Can Jalen Hurts stand up to that level? We're going to see. We're going to see. So um, salary crap, I, I'm not sure. I've heard that we can actually trade Wentz at the end of the offseason and save about $800,000, but we'll still have um, 30 some million dollars in cap. And uh, in, in, uh, in, um, what do you call that? Uh, we got to eat that dead money. And that's after, if they do it after June 1st. If they do it after June 1st, we'll eat 30 million this year, which would have been his salary anyway. And then the following year, I think it's like an extra 20 million or something like that. So um, it's some things that go into it. But hey, it's definitely not a good thing for Carson because if he loses, or Jalen performs well, we're going to talk about it. So that's that. All right. So as you guys know, I, I'm, I've been hard on coaches, man, because that's where I believe the problem starts. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the next topic. We're going to talk about Doug Peterson and these press conferences, man, and his answers or lack thereof. We need to know if he's starting to feel the pressure. Alex, uh, talk to me, man. Do you think Doug is feeling the pressure of the Philadelphia media? Man, Doug Peterson is sitting in it. Y'all ever see that meme of that dog sitting in a room and the room is on fire? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the dog just goes, yep. oh, this is fine. Yep. This is okay. That's Doug, Dougie P. That's Doug, Doug Peterson, man. He he knows this hot. His seat is hot, man. And I think what that translates to is him being short and being a little agitated and being a little snippy. You know, you know when you have that bad day, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, everything that day is going bad for you, that something you were trying to get, you know, something that in your life was trying to work out, didn't go how you planned for it to go. And then someone comes up and asks you something, you're just like, Yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. It's like that's what's showing that's 
that's what's kind of oozing out of him at this point. He's he's sounding and looking like a coach that doesn't know what he's doing, that's losing the team, and that knows he's on the way out. And and it's tough because he was it was high and mighty, man. And I think that's what I personally have been victim to it. You guys might as well. That's what we held on for a little bit. We held on to that that year he had and you know that playoff run and how he kept the team. Say what you want about the um, uh, uh, Frank Wright, which he was a big part of it. Don't get me wrong, especially now we know that. But Doug still, the way he portrayed himself to the team and how we can get through these injuries and you know we can you know we're the underdog and all, all the kind of the attitude he portrayed. That's the side of Doug we loved and we fell in love with. But then the man went and wrote a book and got a little fool of himself, <laughs> and, 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 as, uh, as uh, Les would tell you. But you know what? He's on the hot seat, man. There's no way around it. And like you said, Les, I think he he's, it sounds like a guy that just wants to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's not going to. And the, and the only reason why he's not going to quit is because he wants to get a job after this. So that's the only reason why he's not going to quit because it's not going to look good. You quit. You quit on the NFL team. It's different if they let you go, because then you know you just go and find your next. If he's going to go back to a coordinator, who knows? But he sounds defeated. The Eagles fans sound defeated. Jeffrey Lurie sounds defeated. It don't. It don't look good. It don't look good for Dougie P. I, I would. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say his days are numbered. Oh man, excellent points, uh, little bro. I, boy, you had me over here in tears, man. You, you just spit the gospel right there, man. Great, great point. Hey, hey, man, hey, man. All right, SB, get in there, dog. Man, I'm, I'm with Alex and you all, all 100%. It's like, how can he not feel the pressure at this point with everything that's going on? But you look at it, yeah. and it's like this. Season, his first season, we went 79 with a – basically with the rebuilding team and the rookie quarterback. We started off hot with that 3-0, and hit the little cold stretch at the, in, the, in the middle because that's what rookies do. Then we finished strong, won the last two games, finished 7-9. Things look good. 2017, we know what happened in 2017. 2018, sluggish start, but because of his decision-making to work with Nick Foles after Foles came back in, we hit another hot streak, made the postseason. Things look good. 2019, same thing, same scenario, but this time no no Carson Wentz injury and no Nick Foles to fall back on. But what does Doug Peterson do? He got with Nick – he got – sorry, not Nick Foles. He got with Carson. They tailored the offense to his strengths, worked with those third-string practice squad XFL wide receivers, and we, we made it to win the division and made the postseason again. Things look good. It was the, all of those were good coaching jobs by him. But what probably happened was the f- successes of the last two seasons. How we kind of picked ourselves up from the dead and made the made the playoffs. It might have been bad signs instead of good signs, which shows that we needed to overhaul. We needed yeah, to overhaul what his scheme needed to figure something else out. Because at this point, it's like man. We can, it don't matter who we get at, got in there. We can get it done because this is what we do. Almost kind of like if you hear um, this chatter about what's been going on with Tampa Bay the last few weeks, that's kind of what they are saying what Bruce Arias is doing. It's like, this is my offense. This is what we do. I don't care who's who's out here. This is what we're going to do. 
So that's kind of you probably see, saw. Um, he probably had some of that going on. So this year, once things started going south again, it's like, okay, I've seen this story before. We're going to do what we do. We'll get back on track. Never happened. Oof. So this is a terrible ending to the season. I can definitely see him getting fired. Me personally, I would give him one more shot, at least right now. That could change over the last few weeks. But I would give him one more shot with some caveats. That would be you have no – your play calling is gone. You get us – we're going to bring in a strong OC to go ahead and take care of that. Let him be the CEO that he was uh-huh. in those mm-hmm. first two seasons. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't run the offense. Frank Wright ran the offense. Yep. And he had less on his plate as a as a new head coach. He had less on his plate. He and his he was overseeing the team better, and that's what Facts. that's what helped out. And while we had success in sixteen and seven, I even say sixteen because that was supposed to be a ter- a bad year, and we went seven and nine. So yeah, that's what yeah. that's what I think he needs to do first before we fire him. But if he does not want to give up that control, and we end up missing out on a Jim Caldwell or something like that again, then yeah, you got to go ahead and send him his walking papers. Absolutely, great points, man. And and and, and listen. I'm going to touch up on something that SB said really quickly. He talked about the 2016 season, Doug's rookie season um, with us, and we were seven and nine. Now, those nine games, I want everyone to keep in mind, they were the losses were less than one score games. Mm-hmm. Okay, like for example, take a look at the Baltimore Ravens game. Okay, we lost that one only because we decided to go for two and win a game instead of kicking the field goal. Okay, you guys remember that? Um, in Baltimore, you know what I'm saying? He Carson scored to go ahead to, well, the, almost a game-tying touchdown. Um, that was one. Uh, we lost one game to the New York Giants. Um, Jordan Matthews in the end zone. We missed it. We missed a pass to him. Um, it's just a, a lot of games were one-score games. So you could see the team gelling, getting better, and all of that. Um, I say that to say this, man. Some there are two types of coaches in the NFL. Okay, you got coaches who can call plays. Okay, so you look at Kyle Shanahan, look at Sean Payton. Um, you know stuff coaches like that. Then you have the coaches who can manage people and manage the team. Bill Belichick, Mike Pete Tomlin, Pete Carroll. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, Mike Tomlin, who is right now coach of the year, by the way. He don't call no plays. He manages the team. That's a good he's point. Ten, and he's 10-0 and 0 right now. Like I said, there's two types of coaches, man. Okay? Doug Peterson, listen, love you, man. Thanks for the Super Bowl three years ago. And I repeat, <laughs> three years ago. I appreciate that. But... You are not that coach, man. You are a coach who oversees. You did well for those two seasons because you just ran the team. Now, I want Doug to stay here under that pretense. Sure, Doug, stay here. Have someone come in, call the plays, make sure we do what we do. But if you refuse to give up that play calling, I will drive from North Carolina to Philadelphia. (laughs) 
I will drive up there personally to Novacare. I will help you pack your stuff. <laughs> I will put you in my car and take you to the airport and kick your ass out of my car. You understand that? So that's where I'm at. And he's definitely feeling the pressure, but I do believe he's trying to get fired as well. So I'm not even going to get into that, man. It Wait, is Les, Les, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What's up, buddy? Do you feel like the damage is done, though? Like, like, like it could be a scenario where y'all remember when Chip Kelly banished Howie Roseman to the shadow realm and got rid of him, pretty much got rid of his whole role <laughs> and just, you know, took over all that. But Howie wrote it out and, you know, Howie agreed to get to relieve his duties of what he needed to do took a lesser role, and then just came back to his regular role or whatever. Would Doug be willing to – You sometimes once the damage is done, when the damage was done with Howie and they were like, yeah, we don't need you being – we're taking your general manager roles away, you know. Some right. people, they can't they can't handle that. That's what, So my question to you is, can you see Doug being like, all right, you know what, y'all right, my bad, you know, my bad. My hand was – I had my hand too far in the cookie jar, my bad. Uh, you, let, me, let me give you all some of this back. Or do you see Doug as being like, I can go to another team. I can do this. I'm I'm, going to be quite honest with you, man. Um, I just think Doug's, and I hate to say this, man. I just think Doug is, he's full of himself, man. I think he's one of those people that is just like, look, man, I've done it before. I can do it again. That's what I'm saying. But but get this, though. Did y'all know that back in 2012 or 13, I want to say it's, 13. Oh, I'm sorry, was it 13 or 14? I want to say it's 13. It may have been 14. Doug was the offensive coordinator over in Kansas City. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know that Andy Reid took play calling him away from them? Yep. That season? Yeah, they took that. See, this, yep. So, see this, see, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. So, we have a history with Doug Peterson of him not being innovative, not calling good games. We have a history of that. Andy Reid, who is the, 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 one of the most friendliest, lovable coaches of all time, he essentially fired him from that duty and got rid of him. <laughs> so, again, we have a history. We have a tendency of Doug not succeeding with the play calling. So, you know, here it is. He got lucky with Frank Wright. Uh, we won the Super Bowl, and he's out here writing book talking about fearless. How I beat Bill Belichick, motherfucker! Please, <laughs> okay. It should have been Frank Wright. Should have been the author of that book, okay. But hey, <laughs> it is what it is, man. So <laughs> I, I know I, I, I'm gonna spit them facts, bro. But hey, look, it is what it is, man. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you what, how I feel about it. Nah, I no, ain't read it. No. Man. I ain't reading that garbage, man. Have you read? Because it all all it'll do is it. piss me off today. I I ain't reading that nonsense, man. But but hey, look. Speaking of pissed <laughs> off, we got to talk about Mr. Lurie. I've I know everyone saw the reports, um, circulating that Mr. Lurie was not happy about what's going on. There are reports that he walked out of practice. Um, he wasn't happy with practice, and then he's just. He was frustrated after the Dallas Cowboys game, which I totally understand. So from Adam Kaplan is reporting that if 
nothing changes, there could be some changes for real, for real. All right. So with that said, who is on the hot seat, man? Doug, Howie, Carson, or Swartz? Let's talk about it. SB, what are your thoughts? Yo, when I first saw those stories surface about how unhappy Jeffrey Lurie was, made me smile because that let me know at least the man up top, he sees what's going on and he he's not going to stand for it. Some, you have some owners who only care about the bottom line and they don't really care about the success of the team. They just care about how much money they make or how much limelight they get. And that's not Jeffrey Lurie. Since he came on, I think it was about 95 or so. That might have been the first year they, when he bought the team. Since then, he has never really hesitated to make changes when they were necessary. When he, he came on to a team that was pretty successful under Ray Rhodes, but as soon as that the bloom went off that flower, he was out of there. He brought in Andy Reid. And uh, you know the story with Andy Reid, the, all the success we had with him. But when that time came, when it, when it seemed like it was over with that, it was a hard thing to do, but he let Andy go. And comes Chip Kelly. We know what happened there. As soon as it started going south, he, he didn't even finish the year out. He was like, yeah, I know we still got week 17, but you can go right now. He, he doesn't hesitate. So when, so I, I'm looking at this like, yeah, we won the Super Bowl a little, a little while ago, and even last year we won the division, but if, if if everything is pointed south, he's not going to just let it continue to go down and crash. He's going to try to take the plane and at least get it redirected before it crashes. So when if it comes to the hot seat, everybody's on the hot seat, really, honestly. Maybe not so much Carson because of the money situation, but that might be the only thing that, that might be saving that situation right now. But when it comes to Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, even Jim Schwartz or whatever, all those guys are in the hot seat right now, to me, judging from Jeffrey Lurie's comments and his own mindset right now. And they got to step up. Jim Schwartz, like I've seen some people saying, like, the defense is tired of bailing out the offense. No, the defense ain't bailing out the offense. Just because they, just because they give up. They have some games where they don't give up a lot of points or even get some turnovers. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing everything they have to do because they also give up a lot of bad plays too. And it's Jim Schwartz. I don't know if it's his scheme or it's his reliance on just doing things his way, but something definitely has to change there, even if it's just from a talent evaluation standpoint. Bailing out the – hey, you know what? Real quick, SB, not to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I think Chase Claypool just scored another touchdown. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah. Nobody nobody's safe right now. Everybody has everybody's on the hot seat right now. That's the way I look at it. And if you don't look at it that way, if you're a player or a coach, if you look at everything going on right now and don't consider yourself on the hot seat, then you might as well get out of there because you're not really looking at things the right way. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I I just gotta laugh, man. People say the defense bailing out the offense. Are you kidding me? I know you saw that too, didn't you? You seen some some of these fans saying that too. I, I, I'm just not. I'm just, I mean, Chase Claypool, a rookie who was picked in the second round. In the second round, a rookie. He scored four touchdowns. <laughs> he scored four touchdowns. 
He scored four touchdowns on this man. <laughs> Jeremy Chin hey. got two touchdowns yesterday, <laughs> scooping scores. Hey, and, 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 and let me tell you about that, Jeremy Chin. Of course, you guys already know. Y'all know he was at the top of our board, right? Mm-hmm. Jeremy Chin was at the top of our board, and he was available at the second round pick. And and everyone was on board. Swartz and the Swartz was on board, and so were the scouts. It was unanimous for Chin. And Howie Rosen went against that and picked Jalen Hurt. Hmm. This guy might be defensive well, you know, rookie of the year. Defensive rookie. Hey, that's I, 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 I'm just. It, it is what. It is what it is, man. Hey, you know what? Really quickly, somebody Woo! pointed brought up to me. I'm gonna let you get in, little bro. Hold on oh, one second. Lord. <laughs> I think. Let me. Let me tell you why I. I really want Howie gone. I'm not gonna talk about the. DK Metcalf and JJ Arcega Whiteside pick. We we know that was a, just an ultimate blunder. I still believe I, I know Rigger's going to break out, so I'm fine with that over Justin Jefferson. Let me tell you what I just found out, and I didn't even think about it, but it, of course it goes back to Howie Roseman. Did y'all know Howie Rosen picked Jordan Matthews over Devontae Adams? <laughs> hmm. Ooh. <laughs> so hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I want that. y'all to think about that. Okay. So everyone's talking about JJ Arcega <laughs> Whiteside and DK Metcalf. And rightfully so. Okay, that was an ultimate blunder. Okay. But you how he picked Jordan Matthews over Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a top three wide receiver in the NFL right now. <laughs> Jordan Matthews is not in the league. Unless we pick him up again. He's not in the league, guys. Jordan Matthews is not in the... All right, I just wanted to point that out. I'm sorry. Um, little bro, go ahead and jump in. I'm sorry, brother. Talk, talk about it. No, hey, hey man, you make some great points. And it kind of it kind of gets me on a on a on a Lane here when it comes to how I want to answer these questions. Who's on the hot seat? Y'all can help me with this too, okay? Because I love I love both of y'all, man. I, I feel like y'all know more about the Eagles than I do, so it, it's it's easy to get your help with this. Let me ask you this: from top down, okay, not including the owner Jeffrey Lurie, who I think is a great owner, by the way. I think he's proved himself to be a great owner, okay? So next down is the GM. Do you think, yes or no, the GM has done it? A GM's job is to get talent on the roster, okay? GMs also deal with, you know, when uh, players are acting out of line, they got to handle it usually. Um, So, but their number one job is to draft talent, to acquire talent via trades, and to handle contracts, okay? So, that being said, do you feel like Howie Roseman has adequately – adequately over the years been able to give us the best chance to get the best talent. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and yes or no. overall yes, say no, even though he's done an yes excellent no. job with the cap situation and contracts and all that. He's a whiz at that, and that's how he made his name. But when it comes to these free agent signings and his draft, like we talked about, the only two draft picks – Right, Since right. Chip has now, been gone and he took it back now. over, the only two draft picks 
I can remember that have worked out or Carson Wentz, and there's still a question mark there in Miles Sanders. Other than that, I can't remember a single other draft pick that has really worked out, not even Derek Barnett, even though because he's playing better this year. But before this year, you can't say he's been working out. Right, exactly. Now, and, and, and I'm disgusted. I agree. I'm disgusted. I agree. What about you, Les? So I just, um, I, I, no, so okay. So, so if you feel the same way, then no. So, hot seat. So, he's on the hot seat. You got to look at it like if that's your question. You look at it, you just talked about how he didn't go with Devontae Adams, and there's a, a laundry list of players he passed over. For whatever reason, okay. If you look at all those, you know he did trade. But not only that, 2017, I, think, I believe he got executive of the, of the but year. But that's a small sample size. We also have to remember Joe Douglas was running that ship, man. So, mm-hmm. so we can't, we can't, we can't even give Howie full credit now. As far as you know, making the money, exactly. working all that, yeah, Howie's a one man. But all the, all those credit, play, exactly. facts, all those players that contributed. Contributed to the Super Bowl run, but talent. You know who the director of pro personnel was? Joe Douglas, which means he was the run who brought them in. Alshon Jeffrey, he was brought in because Joe Douglas was in Chicago and had a relationship with him. Torrey Smith, he was in Baltimore when when Ozzie drafted Torrey Smith. Okay, uh, Legarrette Blunt, he wanted him. Jay Ajayi, he advised Howie on that trade. Okay, like we, we, man, look here. Oh, oh, and, uh, and, and 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 real quick, last thing: the player who in the Super Bowl, exactly. That so that recovered the fumble from the strip sack that Brandon Graham caused for to seal the game for us was Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett was also crucial in the NFC Championship game as well. You know who picked him and overrode Howie for that draft pick? Joe Douglas. So again, we just gotta we gotta keep everything in perspective. I'm sorry, little bro. Go ahead. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. No, and that, and that's why I feel like instant on the hot seat. Then you go down from there to coaching, right? Doug P. And you can we don't have an offensive coordinator, so I can't throw that person in the mix. Okay, but the last two people that were coordinators after Frank Wright, or one person, w- didn't do a good job. Okay, so we know that that's a crapshoot there. Then you look at our def- uh, defensive coordinator, Jim Shorts, who has a plethora of reasons why you cannot like him. So you ask yourself, has the has Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz, everybody under them are players or guys they pick or whatever. So Doug and Jim. Are they putting the best personnel group together? Are they evaluating talent during uh, training camps and putting the best combination of players on the field? Like when it comes to 53-man rosters, are they letting players get cut? That Are they giving positions to players that don't really need to be on the team? And then are you looking at are they calling adequate plays based on the talent we have? Are they calling the correct plays? Are they putting the team in the best position to get points? If you could say – Yes to what well, most of those things, or maybe two things say no to, then our coaching is good. But can you can you look at yourself right now and say <laughs> no, absolutely our not? Our coaching is mm-hmm. doing at their best possible, trying to get 
touch all those points. No. No, exactly. So there's your next answer to that. They're on the hot seat too. So I'm glad y'all played that little game with me. But if you sit down and, and I really thought about these things, like if you can answer those things, look at the team, look at the coaching, look at the GM, look at the players we have. Are they doing their job up top? Yep. No. And the reason yep. why they're not doing their job is because of egos, being overconfident, not wanting to listen to other people, you know, and 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 it's it's now we have a, a log jam. Howie Roseman finessed so many people. He's probably in a position now where a lot of teams don't want to work with him. You know, Howie's probably being stingy with some of his. He doesn't want to let go of this. That he didn't want to get Jalen Ramsey for whatever reason. He wanted to use band-aid fixes with other CBs, fine, or whatever. Now, you know, and now with the now you got the result that you see now how bad the Eagles are, okay? So you look at other teams in NFC East, they make coaching changes, okay? So you just gotta you gotta look at it like that. Should they be on the hot seat? Yeah. Has has coaching staff been on the hot seat for less? Absolutely. So, like SB said, Lurie isn't going to stand for it, okay? And and if he's disgusted with it, then I think I think we I think everybody gets the answer. Soon as soon as that report came out, it kind of lets you know. Absolutely, I'm with both of you guys, man. Kind of gives um, you the heat check of what's going on. As in far that, as the hot seat room, is so. concerned, I, I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. I, I would just want a clean house, man. Um, if you're asking me, but. I'm not sure that's going to be the route that he goes. If you're asking me who would I rather stay, if I had the choice, um, I would say I would rather keep Jim Schwartz over Doug Peterson. Wow, that's saying and, a lot for you, bro. <laughs> and, 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 and see, y'all know how I feel about Jim Schwartz. Oh, man. I, I, I would rather keep him over because, listen, <laughs> here's the thing. It's not even about Doug Peterson's play calling. Because that's atrocious. He's been exposed. So we we know that already. When we won the Super Bowl in 2017, the, the biggest thing that we had was everyone played for one another and the locker room was airtight. Okay. Now, everyone, the, the ship has sunk. Everyone's playing for themselves. You got anonymous players saying this, saying that. Oh, well, we don't practice. You know, we don't practice good and all this other stuff. You got people doing that. You got people pointing at saying, you know, saying, hey, half of the locker room is with Carson. Half of the locker room is not with Carson. Who's I mean, you know, has no control over that. And then he gets in front of the press. OK, hold on. Hold on. I skipped a step. Then you got your best friend, Brett Favre, running his mouth two weeks ago. Well, they should have kept falls and blah, blah, blah. He ain't just say that. He got that from somebody. Your best friend has to know, yo, I'm not going to put Doug in that situation. He did that. And you know what Doug did? Doug just was like, hey, man, I respect his opinion. I, I That's it. I just respect his. What are you talking about, man? This is what separates the dummies from the Bill Belichicks. Back in 2014, the Kansas City Chiefs blew out the, ten, the the New England Patriots 41 to 14. Blew them out. And when he blew them out, everyone came in and the, the, the Patriots were two and two. And they said, hey, is Tom Brady going to be your quarterback next week? Bill Belichick laughed at him, smirked, and said, what? And he said, we're on to Cincinnati. So, 
Doug, when people ask you these questions about are you going to bench him, Carson Wentz is our starter for the rest of the season. And that's that. Next question. He's not doing any of that. So it's his play calling. Yeah, that's one thing. But he is very divisive right now. Very, very divisive. So if you're asking me who would I get rid of, I get rid of Doug first. So, uh, all right, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and get off my horse on that one, man. Uh, everyone, take a quick break, jump up, grab something to drink, stretch your legs real quick. We're going to take a brief pause, pay some bills from our sponsorship. All right, y'all. Welcome back, man. Buckle up, buckle up. We've got two more topics remaining. We're going to run through these, man. Y'all know what it is. We're going to talk about our keys to victory, and then we're going to give y'all the Bird Gang predictions. See, you know you want to hear that. I want to hear it. I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. So y'all get ready for that tonight, man. So let's go ahead and hop on this keys to victory real quick. Real quick. Alex, man, give me your keys to victory. I got a keys, the keys, the keys. Facts. Yeah, man. The keys are. And on your birthday. Why, and on your you know birthday. Why are we all on the same page? <laughs> well, how can I give out keys when I don't, there is no keys to make? Nah, seriously, though, man. Um, I think if they want to have a remote chance of winning this game, um, you got to exploit what the Seahawks are bad at and what the Seahawks are bad at is their defense. Okay. So you got to kind of figure out where the weakness is. Where, where do you, where do you get, where do you get the ball rolling with the Seahawks run the damn ball? Will now will Doug run the ball? No, probably, you know, but you got Miles Sanders who's healthy. He should be running the ball. He's he inactive by the way. Touches. And, Jordan Howard, and I'm going to talk about that. I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about he that. He should be included in this game. But go ahead. He's a bruiser. Well, Ixnay that plan. Well, Ixnay that plan because then you could have went a little, you could have ran tough with him, then a little finesse with with Sanders. Now you don't have that, so now you're gonna, you're probably gonna run Sanders 13 touches because they don't give him a lot of touches. And but anyways, the key to victory would have been to use both of them and execute and wear down that defensive line, you know, and then open up a little play action maybe to Rager, you know. Um, that's the other keys, getting Goddard more involved, getting Rager involved. Will that, is that going to happen? No, because now we, we, they were talking about putting Jalen Jalen uh, Hurts in, and I don't see that working with him either, so I don't know. The other key would be on the other side of the, the field would be just containing Russell Wilson. You know DK Metcalf is going to eat. <laughs> you know he's going to get his, and all Eagles fans are going to cry about it because it's DK Metcalf. You know, and then you also got um, you also got uh, Lockett, who's going to get his too. You know, and really, if you keep a safety over DK, fine or whatever. And then you know, you try to limit him, put uh, Slay on him, try to shut him down. Then you just got to contain Russell Wilson. So you look to keep a QB spy on him, contain him as much as you can, and then you just hope you pull out a W. But because the Eagles do Eagle stuff. Man, that key to victory probably. Let's get through this topic. We're going. Hey, SB, talk to me, dog. Okay. I'm I'm pissed right now. I, 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 I'm pissed right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alex. Man, I'm sorry, SB. 
I'm hot right now. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to do like Alex did and pretty much pretend like we have a, a competent coaching staff to actually put together these keys. So hypothetically, if we knew what we were doing, the keys to victory tonight would be, and I would say a lot of stuff very similar to what, what Alex said. Um, defensively, you got two wide receivers that we know can kill us. So if we decide – if we if Darius Slayton has a lights out game and he just blankets one person, the other receiver is probably going to get off on us. So whichever one Slay is not on, the other one is probably going to get off. So you can pretty much cancel that out. The one saving grace is that Seattle doesn't necessarily use their tight ends that well, and our line we know how our linebacker core is. But Nate Singleton has been stepping up so whether it be in the coverage of of tight ends yep. or run support if he continues his play that can be a plus if we could just rush to get a good pass rush going seattle's offensive line isn't that great so we can get a good pass rush going that'll help but that usually doesn't help with russell because he's so crafty he can get away from the pass rush and we can't necessarily contain him so then once we start doing things differently and try to contain him they hit us with zone read, and boom, that running game gets go. I've seen that script against Seattle for the last few times we played against them under Jim Schwartz, and I don't know if any, I don't know what's going to go different tonight. So, if as long as that doesn't happen, yeah, we got a shot on offense. We we do not have the ability to attack their weakness because our passing game, our offensive. Continuity is not going good right now, and that's how you could possibly beat Seattle when they have lost to Arizona, Buffalo teams like that. Teams that were dynamic, put up a lot of points, outscored them. We don't have the ability to outscore anybody. We could we couldn't outscore Cleveland last week. So, oh my god! <laughs> so I don't know how we're going to outscore Russell Wilson, but if that was to happen, that, those would be the keys to victory. But we don't have those keys, so it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass the keys over to me, SB. Yeah, Pass go ahead, them go to ahead. Y'all sure y'all want to do this? Let it out. Let it out. First, okay. First of all, there are no keys to victory, okay? Because we're going to lose, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's first and foremost. Second of all, I just was looking and just saw that Jordan Howard is inactive tonight. Why? Can I just ask why? What did you bring him here for then? What does he need to sit for? He was just in our system last year. He was just in our system last year. What, 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 what do you want him? To, what do you want him to wait for? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get that either. I have and no idea what's going be, on. Why did you bring he's, him? He's got to pass. What, the what did you bring him though? for? Like they could say COVID, he was out. The I first mean, week. but that was uh, now we're just ago. we're just being now we're not even smart. Let's at least be smart and just you know maybe we just lose. Why did you bring him? What is, and it affects if he's hurt and you're not telling us because he's not on the injury report. But if he is, well, why'd and, you sign if him? he's hurt, what are you doing? if he's hurt, why did you sign? Why'd you? I mean, this, this is this is what I'm talking about. This is why I say everyone has to go because it's one big giant cluster F. It's it's just it's everywhere you look, it's a problem. Every where you look, there's a problem. 
and it's <laughs> it's sickening at this point. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell you what the keys to victory are. We're not going to win, but I'll still tell you just to keep the content with the uh, show going. Get pressure on Russell Wilson, which we can do. Um, I would take Slay, put Slay on Lockett. I would take our other corner, Maddox, put him on DK and double cover him. That's what you would. That's what I would do. That way, you have your number. You have Lockett covered up, and you have someone doubling DK Metcalf. That's your best way to do it. Have your number one cover their number two and shut him down. Have the number two and a safety cover DK Metcalf. That's what New England did in 2014 with Brandon Browner and Revis, and they won the Super Bowl. They took Darrell Revis and put him on the number two wide receivers and shut that down because it was a mismatch for the number one. Okay, They took Brandon Browner and had him on the number one, but they had safety with Patrick Chung over top. That's how they played their defense. I, I would like to see the Eagles do that. Um, the linebackers are getting a little better. Edwards is playing better, but I think we found something in Alex Singleton. He's been all over the field the last few games. I like him. We can get pressure on Russell Wilson. I think in the last two games that we played him, we lost 17-9 to in both games. I think we sacked him a total of eight or nine times. So we can definitely get pressure on him. But we're not going to do that. Swartz is going to play off about five or ten yards. <laughs> We're going to play some soft zone and whatever. Uh, on offense, the key is running the football, play action off of naked boots, get Carson outside of the pocket. So it's one half of the field. Put Jalen Rager or Travis Fogum on that side of the field. Give him a two-level read, two read, two read routes. That's it. That's all you, and you and if if you just do those simple things on offense, you can put up between twenty five and thirty points. Just do that, but you're not. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not. So it doesn't matter. Okay, that's why we're going to talk about the predictions tonight and why it doesn't matter. SP, yo, get on. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. Uh, my prediction is going to be an L. <laughs> but major. Uh, what I'm waffling on is I'm trying to dis- decide: Do I think we stay competitive like we have all year and have another tough loss that looks like if we'd have done two or three things differently, we would have won the game, or is this going to be finally be the the game where we get our butts kicked? And it opens some eyes. And so I'm kind of undecided of where I'm going with that. But you know what? I'm going all in. Tonight is butt kicking night on national TV. And the whole world's going to see it. Seattle, 34. Philadelphia, 10. Ooh-wee. Wait, wait, say, that, say, say that prediction again. 34-10. Seahawks. Ah, my God. <laughs> I was getting right around there, too. That's what I was going to say. So it's funny you say that. Yo, Eagles, okay? You know that record of, of uh, Russell Wilson being 5-0 against the, the Eagles? Well, guys, it's about to be 6-0 because Russell Wilson is going to come to Philly and he's about to cook. And you know what? We deserve it, man. This team is incompetent. And, you know, it, this is like SB said, I'm with him. I think – you know, when they say when it rains, it pours, 
Well, it's about to be flooding out in Philly, okay? So I got less than that. I said, what'd you say, 34? I'm going to go, I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go 37. Mm. Mm. I think we scored one. Did you say 30 to 7 or 37? Yeah. What did you say? No, I said sure. 30. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to go 33 to 7. And we get our touchdown like at the end of the game, third, fourth quarter, some garbage time. I think we get shut out most of the game. And then we get a little, we get a little, one little drive because you know the Eagles for some reason in a game get one perfect drive that they can't do at all the rest of the game. But for some reason, they manage to get one nice looking drive where they, they run the ball correctly, the correct plays, the correct play calls, they, they move the ball down consistently and we'll score. Maybe the Goddard or Jalen Rager might punch another one in. Who knows? And then that'll be all our points for the whole game. So other than that, it's going to be L City. L City for less dog. I'm about to give you the prediction. <laughs> and then y'all probably thought I was going to ride with those two, didn't you? But you know what? You're right. I am. We stink. We're losing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. Not only are we going to lose, I'm going to tell you how it's going to. I want y'all to mark this down on the podcast and get ready for the next one. The Eagles are going to give up 14 straight points. It's going to be 14 and nothing before we kick a field goal. In the first drive, Seattle's going to get it and they're going to score a touchdown. We're going to go three and out. We're going to punt the ball. Seattle's going to get it and they're going to go 14 to nothing. Mark my words. And then you know what's going to happen? Everyone's going to say, the defense got tired. They kept building the offense out. Even though there's two drive, two touchdowns, still first quarter. But in any event, it's over. Three, 12, and one. No, 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 no. Four, 11, and one. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't beat the Washington Redskins the last week of the season, and I said Redskins, that's what I call them, and I will continue to call them. If we do not beat them, I will consider leaving the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, no. I, leave. I know. I can I can never leave the Eagles, but that's how pissed I would be. Don't <laughs> Let me tell y'all something, man. Okay? Let me tell y'all something. Do not. I don't care about anything else. Man, lose to Dallas. All right, whatever. If you lose to the watch, if we get swept by the Washington Redskins, don't nobody call me. Don't nobody text me. Don't nobody message me in group chats. I won't do any more podcasts ever again. That's how serious I am. Do not lose week 17 but you're getting your ass kicked tonight buddy and I'm going to tune in for it and laugh at Dougie P but I do want to see Rager and Fogel make some noise so uh, I, I do want to see them I, I believe one of them or both of them get a touchdown tonight uh, final score for me is going to be Seattle 28 uh, Eagles 17 and that's that on that yeah. so yeah so you're going with with what I was waffling with we hang around for a while, but ultimately we don't get it done because of incompetence. Yeah, I think I think Seattle gets on the board early. I think they get on there twice early. Um, 
I think we, I think we get to fourteen to ten halftime, and people think, "Oh man, it's a game!" Oh yeah, and then they just go ahead and throw two touchdowns going back. I think they throw another touchdown in the third, and another one in the fourth to give them twenty-eight. I think we score one more touchdown in the fourth quarter to make it seem like it's closer to oh, yeah. really garbage time. Yeah. So, and for and so, in other words, fourth quarter score will be twenty-eight to ten. And we'll score with like a minute left. So, um, matter of fact, we're not even score seventeen. Yeah, we might score like fifteen. I know it's an odd number, but you know, Doug, he's going to go for like ten two point conversions. Yeah, and refuse to kick field goals. <laughs> I don't even understand why Jake Elliott is still on the team now. Yo, hey, hey, Les. I'm sorry, y'all, man. Yo, Doug must think Doug think yo Doug thinks that we gotta win by two, like it's, it's a game. Uh, we be <laughs> hey, we be down by forty points with a minute left. He'll go for a two point. You idiot. It's like he be, nah, you know, like in a pickup, yeah, pickup game. You like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he played mad. You know, how, you know how you got guys who play mad that, that refuse to kick and always go for two and everything. That's how Doug just yeah, man. Doug's that's he really don't kick it. He somebody hates. Somebody hates Jake Elliott because that that man has not kicked at all. This Bruh, season. and he's in and, and, oh, oh, check this out really quickly. Eagles legend Trey Thomas in regards to Eagles right guard Jason Peters. Here's his statement. I'm not sure how moving to guard where you battle bigger bodies and the actions on you a lot quicker will help JP's broken, dislocated toe. Good luck with that. Hmm. So not only do we have a fractured locker room, we oh, Trey, Trey Thomas, Thomas said that. Trey yep, Thomas he just said it. So not only do we have a fractured locker room and a divisive locker room, we now have legends or Eagles. Uh, uh, inv- inv- oh, I just yo, you see this with Jeff Moses? What did he say? He said Jeffrey Lurie has given the dir- direct uh, directive to the Eagles coaching staff to play Jalen Hurts. If Carson Wentz continues to struggle tonight, per Jeff Mosher NFL. Nice. Mm. Let me see. Mm. He just said that. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm trying to see. He ain't popped up. No he did. Uh, dang, man. Will Fuller just got spit. Oh, what happened? <laughs> Will Fuller got suspended six games for taking a taking a oh, no. prohibited medication. Oh no, that's NFL my fantasy team too on my other league. Oh man, <laughs> yo, he yep. just went off for me too. But anyway, yeah. he's going off on a tangent. But, but uh, yo, man, that, that's not good news. What Trey just said, Jeffrey Lurie just said, hey, Eagles fans out there, buckle up. It's about to be a wild ride tonight. Get your popcorn. Get. Get whatever alcohol you can grab because you're gonna need it tonight. Okay, so hey, that's 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 huge. If 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 Lurie is on board with that, because we all know Wince is his guy. If Lurie said that, if that is indeed accurate, that is Hey, I'm sorry, hey, guys. I'm sorry. Hey, we yeah, you never know. That might be, that might be what that might be the fire that he need to light under his butt. Get him going. Hey, we shall see how it rocks out, man. But hey, 
we want to say thank you to all the fans for listening to us, man. And we sorry we left y'all hanging for two weeks, man. We just had to get ourselves together, man. We just did. We love you guys, man. But hey, it is what it is, man. We back. We back in full effect, man. We always bleed green. Sometimes they just piss us off, man. We're human. We're human, man. So it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, we all bleed green. We'll all be there tuning in tonight to watch what's going to go down. Um, we'll just take it from there. All right, y'all. You know, it is what it is, man. And by the way, go Seattle. We're uh, The Eagles are picking eighth as of right now. So if we lose, well, depending on the tiebreakers, we go to sixth. Uh, if we win, we go right back up to 19th or 20th. Actually, 19th, I'm sorry, because we were worse than our conference. So go Hawks. <laughs> but I still bleed green. So, uh, but until then, Bird Gang, be out. Go Birds. Peace. <laughs>